Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Easy Kiefer. I'm your host, Akula Duke. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And this week we are talking about To End All Wars, a 2001 film uh, about POWs in uh, on the Pacific Front in Thailand in World War II. Yep. And this yep. movie, I, I didn't realize, this is like an actual, like a real movie. Like, this, like, got theatrical release. Oh, you know, okay. It's got, like, had money. Yeah. yeah Did not well, expect like, that going into it. Because it's, it's adapted from this guy's actual, like, autobiography that he wrote. Um, and for the release of this movie, they actually changed the name of his book. Because <laughs> it was called Through the Valley of the Kwai. But then to, mm-hmm. to coincide with the release of this movie, they re-released it as To End All Wars. Uh, which is funny. <laughs> Pretty good. So, what happens in this movie? Okay, um, this Scottish, uh, regiment, I don't really know how military things work, but this Scottish squad, <laughs> these group of Scottish, Scottish men, <laughs> these group of Scottish men are captured in World War II, uh, by the Japanese and they are taken to a POW camp, prisoner of war camp, um, and they. It is about them attempting to survive, and so Kiefer Sutherland is this American, who they thankfully call him the Yanker. Thankfully, he's American, he is American and a wanker. Yeah, that is a line from the movie. Uh, but he he's hanging out with them, I guess, because he just happened to get you know caught up in the chaos. Um, and so, but he's not the main character. The main character's name is Ernie, Ernest Gordon, not Ernest from all those movies. Yep. Um, and so then he, he's just hanging out at the camp. His like big commanding officer gets killed. So then his other commanding officer's like, I still love you. <laughs> And he gets angry, and he's, like, trying to plot a revolution. But then Ernie meets Mark Strong, and him and Mark Strong, I don't know, have, like, a brain moment where they're like, whoa, we're Christian, dude. You can't be causing violence, dude. It's about hope and survival, man. But the other guy's like, no, we have to try and leave, even if we die. Ah, ah, ah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, and so then some stuff happens, and it's basically about them learning to live with their hopeless situation. Um, yeah. So they're, they're building the railway um, yes. to to India. And... Yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, it's called the Death Railway. Yeah. Also the Burma Railway. It's between Thailand and Burma. Um, which I guess... I can never remember. My, my, Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar. Myanmar. Myanmar, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> place that is currently known as uh, yeah. Myanmar. When it was built, it was Burma. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in World War II. Yeah, um, so they like they start like a university. Mm-hmm. They, to, uh, to help keep the, the prisoners, give them a bit of morale, a bit of hope so that they can, I don't know, do something other than, than suffer. Um, they do some drama stuff. A lot of drama. Shakespeare is involved. Um, they have uh, like thankfully, little... it was the ones that I had studied in high school, so I actually recognized it. Yeah, they had um, 
a little chapel outside of the prison because the guards didn't really care if you left because if you tried to escape, you would die because yeah. it's in the middle of the jungle and, you know, it's mostly English and Americans and yep. and Scottish. But, uh, yeah. And it is two hours. Yep. And then at the end, uh, the war is ended. Mm-hmm. The the allies come and liberate them and then yeah. it shows who I um what I assume is actual footage of the guy who wrote the book and yeah. the translator from the POW camp oh, meeting yeah. at a cemetery when they're like like 55 years after the war mhm yeah yeah what, what do you, you think, think of this movie, movie? <laughs> uh <laughs> uh it, it it was good it was I, yeah it was it it did what it set out to do well it you know it was it's a war it's a war is hell movie um yeah i i kind of hated it at the start mm-hmm, but it I sure. was just which almost never happens with a Kiefer movie like generally how i feel at the start is how i'm gonna feel or it's gonna get worse over time yeah but because this one starts with this you know you're gonna hear Kiefer say that's the Bushido code yeah. like several times um, trying to, you know, explain this culture shock that these men are experiencing as prisoners um, and how, Oh my God, look at how horrible their lives are. And like, yeah, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I get that kind of weird that we're focusing. I don't know. It's, it's always hard talking about, you know, injustice in world war two. Yeah. Because there was a lot of it, and it was everywhere. Um, but especially with, yeah. I don't know, with Japan, and it's like, man, you know, America just nuked these guys for funsies. Like, they really just destroyed two cities because yeah, like, they could. Not, not, they didn't do it once. They did it twice. And they yeah. just, it was, you know. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that is kind of the lens that I looked at this movie through. Like, especially with the railway thing, you know. Yeah, they keep talking about how the the railway is being built on white bodies, and uh-huh. it's like, I yeah, wonder if that ever happened anywhere <laughs> else? If America tried to did the exact same thing in the eighteen hundreds, and that was uh, some like I my my dad when I like I just started the movie and he was uh, he he saw that I was watching this movie. He said he'd seen it before. I'm like, yeah, it seems like one of those movies where it's gonna be like. Um, you know, look at all these horrible things that happen completely in a vacuum to these poor innocent allies, mm-hmm. and nothing. There's no other context, and I, I think it partially does that, but I, I think from the point of view of like it's literally just you only see you're only ever in the POW camp. I think that works. Yeah, because you're yeah. just seeing it from the point of view of innocent people. Yeah, well, not innocent, but like you know, like just troops just caught yeah. up in this. And forced to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, it also. I liked the movie more once the Christian narrative comes in because that's something. Because the movie was, you know, ends up being more about how do these people res- how did mm-hmm. these people respond to injustice? It wasn't saying look at this injustice, feel bad about it. It's okay, but you know, how do you respond to? Um, oppression and stuff and not that it has particularly you know special a special analysis or anything that that wowed me but it was at least something it was at least asking something of the viewer um yeah 
uh, the way I have it in my notes is the real pri- the real prison was godlessness the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of does like the thing. If if any, if you've watched the Good Place, it does it it does kind of something really similar of like, you know, people trapped in the bad circumstances deciding to learn ethics and philosophy mm-hmm. to explain what their situation. And I mean, the like the whole like the university and like the the learning the ethics and the philosophy isn't that big of a piece of it. But I think it it works well enough yeah yeah um yeah it's i mean you know the act there's some parts that kind of come across as uh i don't know how to describe i almost want to say uh narmy do you know what narm is no it's like a search it up on tv tropes but it's basically this phenomenon where the writers want you to feel really impacted by something but because of it's too melodramatic it becomes unintentionally funny mm, yeah because of this tv episode where this character like suffers a stroke and he's trying to say my arm but it gets oh. started him just saying norm like over and over <laughs> again apparently it, yeah so a bunch of people were just like oh this is supposed to be really sad because this guy's gonna die but like come on this is pretty funny uh like there's a part where mark strong gets crucified yeah apparently Apparently that actually happened. Yeah. I mean, except in real life, Ernest didn't have to watch that happen, yeah. I think. Um, it was at a, he, it was at a different, uh, they had already been separated into mm-hmm. different camps and he learned about it after the war, but like, yeah, there's definitely one of those moments where I'm like, okay, this, this is a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> this seems, I don't know. Uh, and even uh... like, even with that context, it's still like okay buddy but i guess like the the writers were like dude wait we could put this in and people can't get mad at us for for like you know playing it up as much because it that's just what actually happened yeah um you know and it i i think it does an effective job of setting up the uh uh i think the, the character's name is Ian Campbell kind of the mm-hmm the evil scottishman in a sense yeah. to really simplify it but uh this guy who's really vengeful and uh you know wants to see his enemies suffer uh for what they did to his his best friend yeah i will uh, say it, i mean it is refreshing to see a war movie where the message is um isn't uh, well they did this to us so we should do it to them it's maybe that's not yeah to do things yeah and yeah and it's also done in like i don't know more than just a just lay down your arms just peace mm-hmm. and love happy happy joy joy man shiny happy people holding hands man yeah it's kind of like an actual like yeah real world version of what trying to figure out what justice looks like in more yeah but uh, yeah, so like it, it also, I don't know, it drags the points. The yeah, it there shouldn't is, be two hours. It shouldn't be two hours. Still, pretty racist at points, even though yep. the movie's trying to be neutral. In in its mind, it's neutral, but it's very clearly not. Um, like, yeah. Uh, Ba, 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 ba. I'm trying to think of more 
Teeth Sp- it w- I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I think Mark Strong is really weird here. I didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. love his performance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like maybe. it was. It, he just felt so, just so out of place. He just. He, yeah. He felt like it, it. It felt like oh, here's a bunch of like people who are in his uh, POW camp. Oh, hey, there's oh. Mark Strong. Yeah. What's he, yeah. What's he doing there? Yeah, and maybe that's partially a result of us um i don't know living in a in a mark strong world now (laughs) oh yeah he was in kingsman too i sure hate that movie he we this is this is uh mark strong's world we're only living in it yeah he was the bad guy in shazam uh he was a captain in 1917 he was in sherlock holmes was he yeah the 2009 one huh I haven't seen that in a while. I don't remember him in that. Yeah, me either. But also, you know, it's Mark Strong. The, I don't know. It's Mark kind of, Strong, the guy who you think is maybe James McAvoy. Really? I don't know. The guy who I think is maybe James McAvoy. Okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of, yeah. Oh, I think it's James Wait. McAvoy. <laughs> maybe James McAvoy is James McAvoy. I, okay. That sounds, I don't know. That sounds like too no, much. No, I'm thinking of no Stanley Tucci's who I'm thinking of. He he as James Oh, Mark Strong no. looks like Stanley yes. Tucci. Yes. That I can see that. That's that the is one. an acceptable I always, take. I always think <laughs> James McAvoy and Stanley Tucci confused. This is just a really long web of Zachary not knowing celebrities. Not knowing anything. Um I think it's kinda weird that they uh so like in real life, Ern, like Ernest Gordon um, in his book, you know, uh, through the Valley of the Kwai, there's um, there was another person who he was with, um, and I think that this person in real life got switched out for Kiefer's character. Mm. It's this guy named Dinty Moore who was a Roman Catholic POW. Um, right. Yeah. Which like. This is wild because he actually died the way that Dinty Moore died. And this is the only reason why I mention him is because in real life he died. He was on a Japanese ship, which should have had mm. Red Cross markings, but it didn't because it was a POW ship, not a warship. But then an allied submarine sank it and, and he died. Yeah. Um, which I think they which I guess, you know, expands the scope of where the movie is significantly, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they tried to do the. It was really the, half-assed. The, yeah. Oh no, the al the, the allied forces think we're the enemy, and it's like I, I don't know how could they look at this, like yeah, it's like they've flown over structure. this prison camp several times, and now they just oh, it's now the enemy. Guess they're just gonna bomb it, and this dude gets you know it's a war movie. A guy gets his legs blown off, and he's sitting there saying the horror, the horror. Yeah, there's um, a guy who, like, has his teeth out. He's like, I'm going home, sir. Yeah, very. It's all the classics. Very stock. Uh, I also, I don't know, like the, maybe it was a point, but I found parts of their, like, university thing to be a little bit unintentionally funny. Yes, um, it was pretty funny. Like, you know, they have themselves this little, like, this decent, this actually well-made stage you know, like, yeah. it feels like they're trying to communicate. They're like, oh, this stage is, like, made out of bamboo, man. It's ramshackle. And I'm like, no, dude, that looks firm, my guy. Like, yeah. It looks like you get an indie band up there and just... 
<laughs> At a certain point, it went from, you know, prison, like, prison ingenuity to Flintstones inventions. Yeah. Yes. That is like, exactly especially, it, yes. it was especially with that, mm-hmm. with the stage. It's like, this yeah. is like a, an episode of a cartoon where they get stranded on, like, an island mm-hmm. and the this smart is... guy builds an entire civilization. Yeah. Very, um, Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Partially. Um, yeah. There's also, like, there's just this one shot where it's uh, Ernie and he's sitting there. And just, like, in the background, you can see, like, a little piece of paper or a chalkboard or something that has, like, like Plato, what is justice behind him. And it's like, dude, you talked about that, like, two years ago. Like, it's a big question, Jaden. Plato is the only philosopher we're going to talk about. Well, they don't have a lot of books, Jaden. Yeah. It's a prison war camp. Um, another moment I hated was, mm-hmm. uh, when, like, they're drawing things. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And then, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, guards yeah, walk yeah. by, and then it's like, oh, no, it's, that's some caricatures yep. of the bad racial variety. And, like, oh. not, like, the ones you would expect. Yeah. Like, well, it was, yeah. like, it took, like, a second to be like, what is that? Oh, oh okay. That's, that's what that is. Asian That's people look like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that was the thing. Was, they literally gave them all mouse ears? Yeah, it's like if you've ever seen that, um, there's this YouTuber called Ethereal Snake, and he does these really weird animations where it's like Mickey Mouse and Goofy in the Vietnam War. <laughs> they looked exactly like Mickey Mouse in those those animations. Um, huh. Anyway. Uh, I want to talk about some of the technical stuff in this movie, because okay. I got... Some stuff to say. So, this mo- So, 2001. So, this movie was definitely shot on film, mm-hmm. edited digitally. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of like digital punch-ins, and it mm. looks bad. Like anytime they like have a dialogue, a lot of times they have dialogue. They'll zoom in on on uh, one of the shots of the characters, and it looks like it just looks really low res and bad. And then there was also like. The scenes, there's a few scenes, especially the one where after Kiefer gets back from, like, being tortured uh-huh. and he's at the shrine, like, it looked like it was shot on tape, hmm. which wasn't great. Um, and then I just, I didn't like the handheld. Like, there's a lot of handheld stuff. I didn't like that. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Especially um, with the zooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I found, there's also, like, a, a couple times where I noticed they... Did like some re- like instant replay mm-hmm. things where like something would happen and then they'd show it again. It's just really weird. Eh, or something would or it would just something would happen again. It would look very similar. I don't know. Anyways, um, buh, 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 buh. but I, I liked. Um, I mean, Kiefer's character ended up surprising me because i thought it was like okay whatever first is like okay whatever he's you know here to be an american he's basically like the same thing as the scottish or irish guy or whatever in uh river queen mm-hmm, that's yeah which i mean he does get s- stripped down to his underwear in this one so true um but then you know then he turns into the ah, i'm living for myself kid you know, this is war is hell. I got to survive on my own. And then after he is left out in the rain for like an entire evening, just tied to a bunch of stakes 
uh, wooden stakes in the ground, and he's just lying there screaming in agony. And then he comes back, and this movie's also narrated all the way out in the narrator. Mm-hmm. The narrator's like, uh, Yanker didn't talk much after that day. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. And you're like, oh my god, dude, this guy went through like immense psychological trauma. I think it's a bad thing. Yeah. But I feel uh, like the, the, they're trying to go for like a Shawshank thing there. Go mm, on. Yeah. But then, you know, he his character kind of comes full circle when it's near the end of the movie and the like, I don't know, the warden, I'll call him, is angry because he thinks that one of the prisoners has stolen a shovel. And so he asks for someone to take responsibility for it. And if nobody takes responsibility for it, they're just going to start shooting. They're just going to start killing these prisoners. So Kiefer takes responsibility for it and he gets beaten with a shovel. And then like two minutes later, they find out that there was no missing shovel. And you're like, damn, this man stood up for his fellows. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's very clear. Like they don't try to do it as a reveal, which I think is good. It's just clear that like Kiefer is just like, yeah, I'll come forward and just mm-hmm. get the beating. Yeah. Um, so I think that's yeah, yeah. Kiefer yeah. Kiefer was good in this. Yeah, um, I, it's just I, it's just standard Kiefer, I would say. Yeah, this is, yeah, pretty, pretty average. Like, okay, we need Kiefer Sutherland to come in and do his thing. Um, yeah, he gets a couple good moments when he's like mm-hmm. really, I don't know, if he's really yelling at someone, then it's a lot of fun. But for the most part, he's just perfectly serviceable i didn't like near the start how they had to like keep on having him be like it's bushido see they live with a different culture than you idiot bushido bushido (laughs) bushido you're not getting it audience it's no no dude they have a different culture dude bushido the way of the samurai, bro. The way of the warrior, bro. I don't know if, yeah. you, if you caught this, but it's Bushido. So that's what it is. Yeah. But is it a Kiefer? Um, I'm going to say yeah, but just because I'm yeah. desperate. <laughs> I would say this was a fine movie. Like, this it was fine. Kiefer. Yeah. It was a real movie, you know? Yes. Yeah. We gotta take what we can get, because there's not gonna be that many more in the future. Yeah, we're... Oh, man. I'd say we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it's more like... It's more like all the... The shit kind of, like... It was mixed in the water, but then it was left in a, in a barrel for a long time, so it all settled the bottom. And so, like, we're just getting... We've just bailed out all the water, and now all we have is a barrel of... <laughs> Of excrement. Yep. Uh, but you know what else we got? We got taglines. Taglines. We got two taglines. Uh, welcome to taglines. Part of the show where I read taglines for the movie. In a war, you have to survive. Wow. In a jungle war of survival, they learned sacrifice. In a prison of brutal confinement, they found true freedom. Mm-hmm. That was bad for my voice. This has been taglines. Now we're moving on to reviews. Okay, this one comes to us from RLM. Red Letter um. Media. Is that you? Um. Rom. 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 Okay. Happy with purchase. Happy with purchase. Great movie. The book is better, but a lot more graphic. 
The ending in the book is profoundly impacting. When I finished it, I said I could never read another book. <laughs> Nothing could compare with this true story told by a survival by a survivor. But I did get over it a few weeks later and moved along. Smiley face emoji. I've given many of these books away with much the same responses. This is the movie. <laughs> Why are you revealing the book? <laughs> uh, it's better than the movie, Jaden. Better than the movie. Um, yeah. This one comes to us from Mirror Time. Four stars. Uh, Stunnigan Film. This is from 2004. I suggest viewing the documentary before viewing the actual film on DVD. For me, it explained many things about the film that I missed on my initial viewing. A truly mesmerizing study of human endurance and forgiveness through Western eyes, but not biased in any way. Highly, re highly recommended for anyone seeking answers to the human condition. <laughs> Note. This movie will give you the answers to life. To the human condition. Note, the one reason I didn't give it five stars is <laughs> some of the filming techniques irritated me. The flashing and cutting from scene to scene. Not what? a major problem, but enough to drop it to four stars. A great film otherwise. The acting was flawless. To me, the glories of war in 2004, i.e. Iraq, are put into question here. The idea of being human above country is the great thing about this film. Countries and imaginary borders take a backseat in this film if you, quote, end quote, get it. That was the was single greatest review I've ever heard. Four stars, it will teach you the interest of the human condition. Hmm, maybe Iraq War isn't just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just picked it because he, he misspelled um, stunning as stunning. And that was a stunning review. Stunning review. Also, he also, misspelled, or they misspelled uh, mesmerizing as mesmerizing. Yeah, no, I, got, I got that. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> was, uh, what was the flashing? There wasn't any flashing. Did you watch know. the director's cut? Or the, cause that's the one I watched. I watched one of the cuts, man. Okay, I, I feel like you, you watched the director's cut, cause I think we um, had the same experience, I but don't I don't know. Um, but we got a review from Mrs. T. Ooh. Four stars. Four stars. Not opened it yet. Worryingly, the writing on the back is in a foreign language. Okay, Zach. Mm hmm. This one comes to us. From the United Kingdom in 2019. I'm going to read you the username. Okay. Dusty Miller. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I know that name. Dusty Miller is the, the name Mark of Mark Strong. Strong's character in the movie. This uh, really is Mark Strong's world. That's really We is. are just borrowing it. Yeah. God help Harrowing. Harrowing story, not for the faint-hearted, but he spelt it faint, like, as in, like, the sword-fighting move. Uh, that was really good. A compelling story of man's uh, inhumanity to... What? what? Yeah, your, just your impression, uh, oh, the thanks. initial, was very good. 
Oh, I was doing an impression. I was just doing something silly. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very Mark Strong. <clears throat> or Thanks. Stanley Tucci. A comp- <laughs> Sorry. A compelling story of man's inhumanity to man and the ability of those tortured and oppressed to rise above, conquer the challenge, and survive despite overwhelming odds should be compulsory reading in schools, comma, etc. For any who doubt or refuse to believe such cruelty slash absolute sadism existed. <laughs> yeah. Is that all from Mark Strong? That's all from Mark Strong. We got one from Paula Beckett. Uh, five stars. Okay. I loved it. My husband is a fan of one of the actors who is in the film, but enjoyed it. It was getting it. Oh. I wonder which... It... This, this movie has enough between Mark Strong, Kiefer, and then uh, Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Who I forgot to mention he's also he, him and Kiefer are uh, acted together in the twenty four uh, in the twenty four movie. Um, ah, Redemption uh, or whatever. Die Blood, another day. Bloodlust. The one in Africa. It was yeah, I weird. Know the it wasn't one. that good. That I didn't watch. That I haven't. I haven't seen. This guy was also in Aragon as Durza. Hmm. Oh, Durza. I think I, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. That. I mean, no one can be perfect. I oh, guess. Oh, shaded Durza. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Really? Huh. Um. Yeah. Are you sure he's in that movie? Key for yeah, he's in this. 24. He's like literally the the main. He's in 24 Redemption. He's like the okay. other main character in that. I totally believe you. I'm just like on his. Oh, there yeah. it is. It's listed under his television career instead of his. Yeah. Film oh, he's also in. Ca- he was Gabriel. He was Dracula in Lords of Shadow, Castlevania. Oh, dang. He was Dracula in Mirror of Fate. Which he's also John Lennon in Yesterday. Yeah. I guess I could see that. He's also in Watch Dogs. Anyway. <laughs> this has been our podcast about Robert Carlyle. Anyways, back to our Keep for Sullivan podcast. Um, yeah, but it could have been, you know, could have been all three of them. Probably Kiefer, though, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Okay. But enjoyed it was getting it, so. So, uh, this one comes to us from Just a Reader. One star. <laughs> So cliched and so formatted. By stealing all the storylines and elements from all the old POW movies ever played before. Trying to to tell a self-thought to be deep movie. But only ended up with so many cliched scenes and unworthy same old, same old junks. A movie that only affected the people with too much gentle feelings and too much money to spend. And... Well, thought it wisely. See, this person, they, they're so against cliches, they think using English they think the way that makes sense is a, is a curse, yeah. Is a cliche. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they are just a reader, so maybe they didn't they even watch They are just a reader. The, maybe they didn't even watch the movie. Maybe they only read. <laughs> That's the top critical review. That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Um, All the other ones are just about how it's, there's only uh, Italian subtitles. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, is that reviews? I think that's reviews. Uh, what was the deal? Sorry, going back to the movie. What was the okay. deal with the... Uh, uh, okay, actually, wait a minute. I Never mind. I, I, 
What's I the deal? A, I have a new re- review, but okay. first I'm going to do my what's the deal? Um, what's the deal with... I wasn't entirely the, the biggest fan of their choices for, like, when to subtitle the Japanese and when not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just kind of weird and inconsistent. That's all I really have. Um, That's fair. Okay, this one comes to us from Dr. David R. Bess. Vengeance mm. or forgiveness. This movie... Uh, this is from Canada, June 19th, 2004. This movie offers a strong message of characters that choose vengeance or forgiveness. Choosing vengeance and pursuing hatred destroys, by the end of the movie, the men who embrace them. Choosing forgiveness and displaying mercy rewards the men who exercise them. To end all wars is definitely a violent, gory, blood-and-guts war movie, but it is v- but is very well done. The theme is definitely Christian in nature. It's a good film for Christian men who may be trying to understand the nature of Christ's <laughs> unconditional love and substitutional death. It is definitely not a chick flick, but a great uh, film for older I... male teens and men. Gosh, shut up. Shut up. It's definitely... Hey, look at this this movie about prisoners of war. It's definitely not a chick flick. I hate... I hate you so much. Yeah, that's... That is not it. Uh, But you know what else it isn't? A chick what? flick. Yeah. Is that Thank reviews? you, Doctor. Yeah, that's reviews. That's 100% reviews. So, we didn't have any news today, so I looked up so, uh, Quibi because that's oh. always fun. Uh, so, we're just kind of just, kinda just uh, jumping off uh, last week's uh, story about Quibi okay. and how it, it it's is not bad. doing hot. Um, this is from TVB Europe. Okay. Uh, Quibi needs to find $1.8 billion by 2024 to stay alive. Uh, wow! So that's how much. So the that's how much they they raised uh, before launch. Um, hmm. But to keep it to keep it going, um, they need to raise the same amount by twenty twenty four, and to at the current trajectory, they will be six billion dollars short by twenty thirty. So I don't know how any of that works, <laughs> but you know. Whoa. Uh, okay, so so you. Here's actually something new that take this with a grain of salt. I don't know anything about this website, but apparently, so we talked about last week how Quibi doesn't own any of the shows; they just they just have exclusive streaming yeah. uh, rights with it. So apparently, according to this article, uh, the platform has uh, gives ownership of shows back to the creators after seven years, which is a decent amount of time. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, they're still try- looking for a buyer. So hey, Quibi, uh, we can scrounge up like I got like I'd, I'd chip in twenty five if you want to match. Yeah, my my grandma sent me a, a bit of money for Thanksgiving. Oh, we going to have some Quibi and some Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So Jeffrey, uh, you, you you know you know how to reach us. Call me. We'll, we'll, we'll Call talk. me. Call me, Jeff. Call me. Call me, call me, call me, call me, call me, me anytime. Uh, what are we watching next week? Uh, we can watch uh, The Vanishing. The Vanishing. Or we can watch Behind the Red Door. 
behind the red door, you say? Yeah. I do say. Yeah, I do declare. I do uh, declare. hmm. <laughs> huh. Ooh, yeah. this one's about a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go with behind the red door. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you to Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. You can check out links to her work in the description, where you can also find links to Tia McLeod, who created the song Sax Rock and Roll, which mm-hmm. we use as our theme music each week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HKPod, on Instagram yep. at HKPodcast. Uh, yeah. You can send us a message on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And leaves a review on iTunes. Uh, so today, as of the day of we're recording this, Thursday, October the eighth, mm-hmm. uh, we officially hit a thousand listens. Yeah. For this podcast, so hey, woo, that's some. Thank you guys, all of you who are listening, and all you first time listeners out there. Uh, yeah, thank you to every to all the people in like countries that are very far away that like mm-hmm. we have less than one percent listenership from. Who probably definitely just like accidentally <laughs> clicked on it, but you know what? Still counts. We see you. You are seen. Uh, you are seen, and you are counted, and no, no gives these backsies. Yeah, you are among the chosen for ascension to the next life. <laughs> yep, this is a cult yeah. now. You're already yeah. in it, so oopsie daisy. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> um, if you leave, uh, you can't. We have locked the doors, so yeah. uh, kind of awkward, but. I yeah. have been your host, Zachary Duke. I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been He's, He's the, the Keeper. keeper. That's uh, that Kiefer shower curtain, huh?